your identity, your purpose, your destiny. Remember, your strength comes from your yieldedness to the process and journey. I don't know that God is necessarily concerned about making us happy. I think he's more concerned about making us holy. It's never God that's questionable. It's always our obedience. Welcome to Becoming Whole, the podcast dedicated to shining light on things in the character to help you become better, stronger, and more aware of who you are and who you are called to be. And now, here's your host, Daria Elizabeth. Environments. Let's talk about environments. Your environment is the reason why you become a great success or a massive failure. I cannot count the amount of times when I've heard people say behind every great man is a great woman and vice versa, behind every great woman is a great man. I can't count the amount of times that I've heard people say that they're fighting against the world when they go into work and they don't want to come home and fight. That's because environment literally can make or break you as a person. If we take a plant as an example, if you give that plant everything it needs, the water, the sunlight, you know, the fertilizer, etc., that plant is going to grow and flourish and it's going to end up producing more than what you put into the ground because you probably only put one seed into the ground, but you're going to end up with the right care taking care of it, you're going to end up getting back an entire tree with fruit. So whenever you plant a thing, you never get back what you planted. You always get back more than what you planted. Same thing in life when you're dealing with people. Whatever it is that you give out to people, you get that back, not just that, but you get it back with interest. (laughs) You get it back with a a surplus. And so environment is so powerful because environment has the ability to cause something to flourish or to choke it out to death. Take that same exact plant and put that same exact plant among weeds. Before you know it, that plant will be choked out and unfruitful. The same exact thing applies to fish. The environment that a fish flourishes in is water. Take a fish out of water and they will die. Same thing as an eagle or any bird. They were made for the sky. Take them out of the sky, force them to walk on the ground and they will be unprofitable, not useful. Same thing with us. Whatever environment that we are in, that environment has the ability literally to shape our worldview, to shape our vision, to shape the way that we hear things, to shape the way that we conduct ourselves, to shape the way that we do business with others. That environment has a way of forming our personhood. 
And so I always say that it is so important to monitor the environment that you are in. Environments also have a way of affecting and shaping our emotional self. It's a very, very powerful point there because your emotional self, you know, they, they, they often talk about being emotionally healthy and how important it is because literally it affects your whole entire person. There are people that when they become stressed out, literally their body absorbs that shock their abdomen or their stomach or their intestines like absorb the trauma and they develop tumors, growths. I know of a woman who after her divorce developed diabetes and high blood pressure, not necessarily on account of the fact uh, of her diet, but just the amount of stress that was on her just the level of stress that she was dealing with her body shut down her immune system shut down and and literally she shut down altogether so our environment lends to all of these things and that's why the word of god is so specific whenever god begins to speak about you know the company that you're around whenever he speaks about who or the type of person you should get married to whenever he speaks about uh, the place or state or way you should live because he knows that environments are so powerful they have the ability like the fish out of water to kill you or like the plant surrounded by weeds to choke you out or they have the ability like the eagle in the sky for you to flourish and they also have the ability to cause you to become fruitful like that one seed that was planted in good ground that produces not just a tree but tons of fruit year after year after year after year that's the thing about a tree you will plant one seed and you're not getting back you know, one fruit, you're getting back a whole tree with fruit year after, if properly taken care of. The see, the seed was designed to produce fruit. No one has to put fruit into the seed. The seed itself was designed by God to, by default, naturally, normally just create fruit. That's it. <laughs> Once it's planted in a good space and in a good place. And the same thing with us. We came to this earth with certain skill sets, certain aptitudes, certain gifting, certain abilities, certain talents. And when placed in the right environment, when placed among the right people, when placed in the right settings, we flourish and grow and God develops us and builds us and maturation is well, it comes, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's easy, but God has a way of allowing, um, his, his, his Holy spirit just to deal with us in such a way that at times maturation feels easy. It's not always easy, but whenever you're in the right environment, it has a way of producing things in you that you never thought that you would ever produce. I was listening to a pastor uh, earlier and he was saying that before he got married, he was in a relationship that 
pulled things out of him that he never thought that he would do. I mean, it was just a very hard dynamic. He said, because none of them were whole. He had deficits. She had deficits. He battled with inferiority. She struggled with insecurity. He battled with rejection. She struggled with neediness. I mean, it was just a war. And he said, because neither of them were whole, the environment they created in their home or the environment they created in their, in their uh, relationship, right? Because relationships have environments as well. I'll never forget, I, I heard a minister say it's so important to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. And we know the difference. A thermometer, a, a thermometer literally takes the temperature, but a thermostat A thermometer takes the temperature of whatever room you put it in, but a thermostat sets the tone. And so he was saying in whatever environment you go into, you need to be a thermostat. Where are all my thermostats at? (laughs) You need to be a thermostat. And so remember that, 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 that relationships have environments as well. I also say relationships have certain temperatures as well and you control the temperature of your relationship you do just like how you control again i i heard a minister say god is the owner of your life but you are the manager of your life and it's such a powerful statement to me because it puts the onus on us see god will always do his part if God says, I'm going to be uh, at the corner of uh, 25th Street and 9th Avenue at 4 p.m., you better believe he's going to be there. He will always do his part. We are the ones, because of human nature, we're the ones at times that are questionable. And so the relationship that we have with God speaks volumes to the relationship that we'll have with man. And that relationship that we have with God transfers to what we do with man. It transfers to what we do with man. And so you create, just like how the, the, you know, the man of God said that you are the manager, you create the environment that your relationship is. Whether that's a marital, whether that's a parental whether that's a, a, you know, um, relational, you know, coworker, whatever it may be, you are the one that creates the environment that you are in. And so it's so important for us to set ourselves in the right environment in order to create the right environments when we go out and even in our own homes. It's so important for us to know when to quarantine ourselves, when to pull ourselves back and analyze and say, you know what, I probably shouldn't say this right now. Or you know what, I'm feeling this kind of way. Let me lock myself away. You know, I need to go pray. I love how Joyce Meyer said when she gets up in the morning, she, Dave, her husband, his name is Dave. She said, Dave knows I need to get out of bed and going straight into my closet, my prayer closet. Because if I don't, it's going to be popping. Like, like something. Like something is going to be said that's not of the Lord. (laughs) So she was saying her husband, she was saying, Dave knows that when I get out of bed, I need my coffee in Jesus, basically. And I need to go into my prayer closet and talk to the Lord. And after that, ah, I feel refreshed. (laughs) 
and I feel renewed and I feel invigorated and I feel regenerated and I feel like, yes, we can start this day. (laughs) And so, you know, she has a way of pulling away and, and, and realigning her heart with God in the mornings, because sometimes just as a sidebar, the enemy will visit us in our dreams. You ever go to sleep sometimes and you wake up and you wake up just angry for no apparent reason? You had a, you had a, div, a, a visitation and it wasn't divine. <laughs> you had a visitation, it was a demonic visitation. And there are some, some days when I'm sleeping and I wake up and I wake up either upset or I wake up very sad, very low, either because of a dream that I've had that was demonic, that was demonically influenced or a spirit had entered the room to try to influence my thoughts before the day begun. And so I love Joyce Meyer's thought of taking aside time or setting aside time rather in the morning to realign because the devil is always at work. He doesn't rest just because you're resting. No, no, he's a spirit. He doesn't rest because we're resting. In fact, he's working overtime while we're resting to trip us up before we wake up in the morning. The word of God says the evil do not rest unless someone has been tripped up by them. They don't rest. And so at the end of the day, we, we need to create environments or be around environments that are healing for us. The right environment produces the right life. The right environment produces the right character. The right environment produces the right uh, uh, spirit, the right personality. And, you know, parents play such a humongous role in their children's uh, maturation and in their children's development in terms of guarding their children's heart from certain things, being the guardian of that environment being being very cautious as to what the kids hear what the kids see what the kids take in being literally like the you know uh, I don't want to say the bulldog but like the guard of that environment and and making sure that there are no emotional injuries un- undue or unnecessary injuries that happen to those kids that affect you know um you know the way that they um handle their life or perceive things because environment and what we grow up in has such a way, you know, to affect what we perceive. Cause sometimes we perceive things pessimistically based on our environment that we grew up in. Sometimes we interpret things inaccurately based on what our environment that we grew up in. And sometimes, you know, instead of us having, um, taking charge of, of, you know, our emotions, sometimes our emotions have us because of the environment that we grew up in. And, you know, we cannot control who we are born to. And, you know, there, there, there are some environments that we are thrusted in. And I'm, that's not what I'm speaking about here because God covers that and he takes care of that. And Romans 8, 28 covers that and God always has a way the word of God says of working all things all things not some things all things so God always has a way of working all things together for our good but I'm specifically speaking about environments you can control environments you can control I can control where a seed goes in my backyard I can look at I can look into my backyard and say you know what 
not enough sunlight, not enough sunlight gets to that point. Let me consider putting it here. And so literally we have to be careful as it pertains to the environments that we choose to put ourselves in. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in these whacked out situations and we put ourselves there in that environment. Sometimes, you know, we end up with things you know, sometimes having having kids at a wedlock, sometimes being uh, in a relationship with someone you probably shouldn't be in. And it's simply because we were at, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Never forget, I have a friend. This is, this is such a hard story. I have a friend um, and this guy said, you know, I'm going to die speeding. He would always say it when he was, how old was he? I think he was like seven when he started saying it. But he said, you know, he's like, one day I'm going to die speeding. I love speeding so much. I'm just going to die speeding. And he would always say, I'm going to die speeding. Anyway, time, he la- time, you know, time went on and he got married. And um, one day he happened to be driving on a two-laned highway down there on Chrome. And he did not see an 18-wheeler that was oncoming. And he was going about, I want to say 80, 80 or 90, I don't recall. He didn't see an oncoming 18-wheeler, and he went to overtake the guy in front of him and slammed head on into the 18-wheeler. He, if I'm not mistaken, went through the glass. His wife, who was in the passenger seat, who was the only person who had her seatbelt on, had to be airlifted to the hospital. His best friends who were in the back seat died on impact. And to that I say, they happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, his two friends. And what happened was, they were, I think they were simply going to a party or going to some type of engagement or something like that. But they didn't know that what he had spoken was going to come to pass over his life. And that leads me to my next point. Environments. We got to be so cautious of the people that we let in our worlds because we don't know what they're saying about their lives, which might lead to our detriment. We got to be careful about the people we put ourselves around who have death wishes over their lives and their journeys, who have death desires by what they speak over their existence. We got to be so careful about who we're around. Because I I guarantee you that couple in the back seat did not intend to die that day. Had no intention of dying. When they got in the car in the back seat, to go to, you know, to, to go to party that they were invited to. But because of environments and because of the company that they kept. And I'm not saying he's a horrible person, but I'm simply saying he gave dominion to a spirit of death on account of what he said. And so that spirit honored his words and valued his words and saw his words through. And the power of words, ooh, that's a whole other podcast. But what I'm saying is this, our environments have the ability to make or break us. And so it's so important to be in fertile ground. What does fertile ground look like? Fertile ground looks like people who love the Lord, people who, who are looking to build you, 
people who love you. And when I say love, you know, you know what the definition of love is? Give. <laughs> people who are willing to pour into you, to sacrifice. That's the, that's the more, that's the better definition. People who are willing to sacrifice for your welfare. You got to be in the, in the environment or around people who are willing to sacrifice, who are willing to give to you, who are willing to honor you, who are willing to support you. I'm not talking about those friends who say they support that when it's time to put your, your money where your mouth is, can't find them anywhere. They're gone. <laughs> I'm talking about those friends who are ride or die, as they say. Those friends who will support you through thick and thin. When the going gets tough, they get tough and keep it going with you. It is so important to be in fertile ground. And that looks like having the right friends. People who will speak into your life. People who will walk with you through hell. People who will be with you through hardships and rejoice when you are rejoicing and they are right with you right in the mud when you're right there. Being in, being in good environments looks like, you know, being cautious with what you watch, cautious with what you listen to, guarding your heart to make sure that things are not coming in to defile your personhood, to corrupt your heart. To, to, to mess up your mind and the way that you think and the way that you do things. And so, you know, my encouragement to you is this. Your environment needs to be conducive to your future. Sometimes we're in environments that are conducive to our now. But those environments have an expiration date. And that's the thing about God. He is very committed to your future. He is very committed to your growth. He is very committed to your future. And when you surround yourself with people and things that are uh, pushing you to where you need to be and watering you and helping you develop, God has a way of shining his light and his glory on those things. And the fruit that's produced from that is beyond beautiful. Always let your environments bring glory to God and he will bring glory to you. Be encouraged. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes of Becoming Whole. Tune in next time for Becoming Whole. And remember... The world needs you. Hold.